latest news. To his left on March. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is! Debates. Balotelli, Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again, so watch it! Drink it in! Opinions. Jordi Albert, Lionel Messi! This is the Talk is Football podcast with your host, David Chanel. Mella, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, beauty! What a headshot! What a hit! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Talk is Football podcast with your host, David Chanel. Coming up on today's podcast, we will be discussing the midweek Premier League fixtures that happened this week. Plus, we'll also be previewing the fourth round of the FA Cup, which kicks off this weekend. Plus, Adam is here to give you a full recap of the Copa del Rey, which happened midweek. There were a few shocks, to say the least. Adam is here to discuss all of the Copa del Rey, plus give you a little preview of the La Liga and Segunda fixtures for this coming week. And so, without further ado, let's kick things off. Let's go back to Tuesday night and the Premier League, kicking things off with Crystal Palace versus Southampton. This was a big game for Southampton at the bottom of the league, and it's a fantastic win. Three points away at Crystal Palace. Um, two no win. Fantastic performance from Southampton, who just keep getting better and better and better this season. Um, believe it or not, Southampton are up to ninth now. Yep, they're above Arsenal. Just says it all about this season. It weren't long ago they were in the relegation zone, losing 9-0 to Leicester City and looked doomed. So what Ralph Hasenhol has done at Southampton since that 9-0 defeat is... Staggering. It goes to show you keep faith with a manager after a big defeat like that. And yeah, fair play to him, fair play to Southampton. Brilliant result against a good Crystal Palace team. Um, thoroughly deserving all the three points. Up next, we had a battle of two teams in the relegation zone. It was Aston Villa versus Watford. Aston Villa desperately needed all three points in this game to stop the rot. And they did a 94th minute winner from Tyro Mings, giving a very scrappy winning goal, but they were taken nonetheless. A 2 1 win over Watford before Troy Deeney scored the first and Douglas Louise equalised for Villa. Uh, much needed, very much needed three points for Dean Smith's side. And Aston Villa move out of the relegation zone. On 25 points. Fantastic result for them. Watford moved back into the relegation zone. After a good run of form they've been. Just goes to show how far away they were. When Pearson took over. Um, and they're back into contention. Level 1 points but in the relegation zone. And of course next. We have Bournemouth versus Brighton. Another big game at the bottom of the table. Another must win for Bournemouth. And they did just that. Brilliant 3-1 win against a good Brighton side. Um, Harry Wilson getting his his goal. Pascal Grove own goal. And Callum Wilson finally getting on the score sheet. 
um, Aaron Moy, who's just in the last 24 hours completed his permanent move to Brighton from Huddersfield. So Brighton will be happy to get him on board permanently. But yeah, Bournemouth 3, Brighton 1. Fantastic win for Eddie Howe. Much needed wins. Keeps him in a relegation zone, but keeps him on level and points with 17th in the league. Brighton get dragged back into it. There's a gap now um, of five points between Newcastle and Brighton. That just might be where the table starts to split up. Um, so from 15th down, it is very tight indeed. But there's five points difference between Brighton 15th and Newcastle 14th. So it could, that could start to get bigger and bigger. Uh, talking on Newcastle, they're up next. 2-2 uh, draw away at Goodison Park. But that only tells one half of the story. Everton were 2-0 up in the 93rd minute. There was four minutes of injury time. In the 93rd minute, New Everton was still 2-0 up. And somehow, in the space of, I think it was about 54 seconds, something like that, Newcastle made it 2-2. Two goals from Florian Lejeune. Um, yeah, there's nothing much you can say. You you go and watch the clips on YouTube or Twitter. And it's staggering how Everton have managed to <laughs> drop all three points from that game. But fair play to Newcastle. They kept going. Um, I think Everton probably deserved the three points overall. But crazy into the game. Um, fair play to Newcastle 2-2 two -two. Um, very good point for them who like I said earlier move 5 points clear of 15 so they've got a bit of breathing space now fair play to Steve Bruce up next we've got Sheffield United versus Manchester City tough afternoon, tough evening for Man City um, Jesus misses a penalty but Sergio Aguero is the main man to save Man City once again. He came on after 67 minutes and scored five minutes later. Just can't knock this man. What a player, what a striker. He's now the highest scoring foreign player in Premier League history. He overtook Thierry Henry last week. Uh, you can't fault him. Brilliant player. Big three points for Man City. Um, title's gone, we know that, but... They want that second spot and they're moving away from Leicester. Brilliant result. So Sheffield United, they're unlucky. Another good performance at home against one of the best teams in the world. They still sit in eighth position with a chance of European football. One point off fifth place. So they'll be happy with their start of the season. Um, final game on Tuesday, it was Chelsea versus Arsenal. Uh, a London derby, which saw... 2-2 draw. David Luiz got sent off after 26 minutes. Less said about David Luiz, the better. Um, yeah. Um, but fair play to Arsenal. They showed some guts in this game. They Cesar Aspilicueta 41 in the 84th minute. Uh, with a goal from Callum Hudson and Doi assist to make it 2-1. But then four, three minutes later, Captain Hector Bellerin equalised to make it 2-2. Fantastic game. Man of the match for me, Gabriel Martinelli. Um, this kid is something else. This kid's going to be special. 
I think Arsenal have got a real talent on their hands. With Martinelli and Pepe on the, on the flanks for Arsenal, they've got a real real threat there in the coming seasons. So hopefully they can keep them both and keep them fit. So a 2-2 draw for Chelsea and Arsenal, which leaves Chelsea in fourth and Arsenal down in tenth. But getting better and better as the weeks goes on. Uh, moving across to Wednesday night, it was Tottenham 2, Norwich 1. Uh, tricky game for Mourinho. Uh, it was a Sun Hyun Min's goal with ten minutes ago to wrap up the three points for Tottenham. And Deli Ali's first goal in quite a while, given Tottenham and Aiden a Timu Puki penalty for Norwich, gave them the equaliser. But it was Tottenham who came out at top to move up to sixth in the league. New Norwich to stay rock bottom, six points from safety. Though it's going to be a struggle for them to get out of it this season they need to buy smart this week they've got a few days left in the transfer window get a couple experienced players in and hopefully they can try and move away from the bottom of the Premier League I like Norwich they play some good football he's not going to change his plan so hopefully he'll have enough to get Norwich out of this if Norwich get out of this I think it'll be one of the greatest escapes in Premier League history it'll be a fantastic achievement uh, up next, you've got Leicester 4, West Ham 1. Less said about West Ham in this game, the better. They were shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, lucky to get a goal, Mark Noble penalty, but Leicester were all over them. Fully deserved all three points. West Ham were just absolutely poor. Big job on the hands for David Moyes, who the fans are turning on the chairman and the owners. It's not a nice place to be at West Ham at the minute. And final game on Wednesday. It was at Old Trafford. And wow. Burnley 2 and Manchester United nil. Pretty much what I said about West Ham. The less said about Manchester United at the minute, the better. They are absolutely dire. Um, there's no structure to the club at all. No one knows what they're doing. Solskjaer's out of his depth, let's just face it, he's not He's not a top-class manager. Just look at his CV, he got Cardiff relegated, he's been in Mulder. So he's, he's, he's somehow managed to land this job, but I don't know how much longer for. They're, they're still sitting fifth, which is surprising. They are six points off fourth spot, but it's not looking good for Manchester United. As for Burnley, big win for them, moves them. Up to 13th in the league. Back-to-back -back wins now for Sean Dyche's men. Brilliant result for them at Old Trafford. Thoroughly, thoroughly deserving three points. And final game on the midweek fixtures was Wolves versus Liverpool. The league leaders, the runaway Premier League champions-elect, um, came through a very, very tough evening at Molyneux. They just keep winning a 2-1 win thanks to an 84th minute winner from Roberto Firmino who all 10 goals in the Premier League this year have come away from home so he is very important for them away from Anfield. Wolves deserved a point. They've played, they played, that was probably Liverpool's toughest test in the league this season and Wolves definitely deserve a point. They've come a long way, Wolves. If they keep pushing on like they are, they're going to get top four this season, next season, and 
Fair play. Adama Traore as well. He ran the show from Wolves. Fantastic talent. If he can just make it a bit more consistent and do it week in, week out, Wolves have got a serious player on their hands, a world-class player on their hands. But as Liverpool, just keep winning. Come out on top and thoroughly deserve their there. 16 points clear at the top of the Premier League with a game in hand. And yeah, title's gone, like I keep saying every week. Um, Wolves sit in seventh spot with a host of teams on 34 points. So they're within touching distance of the top four. So that is the Premier League. Um, we'll quickly get, there's a few games in the Football League midweek as well. We'll go, quickly go through them. In the Championship, we had West Brom nil, Stoke 1, and Barnsley nil, Preston 3, Middlesbrough 1, Birmingham 1, and Nottingham Forest 1, Reading 1, and Chelsea nil, Fulham nil. On the Saturday this week, coming in the Championship, you've got Stoke versus Swansea. That is the only game in the Championship due to the FA Cup. Down in League 1, you had Peterborough 4, Wickham nil. 10 men, Wickham are struggling recently, but they still sit in the automatic promotion spots. And you got Sunderland versus Doncaster, which is tonight. And you got a few games in League 1 in the league on Saturday. you got Bristol Rovers versus Fleetwood, Burton versus Atkinson Stanley, Ipswich versus Lincoln, Peterborough versus Rotherham, and Rochdale versus Gillingham. Moving across to League Two, you got you had a couple games at midweek. Colchester nil, Bradford nil, Macclesfield one, Crew one, and Leighton Orient one, Northampton one. There is a full fixture list in League Two this week, so we'll quickly go through that. So you got Carlisle versus Walsall, Crawley versus Grimsby, Exeter versus Colchester, Leighton Orient versus Newport, Macclesfield versus Forest Green, Mansfield versus Bradford, Morecambe versus Cambridge United, Salford versus Oldham, Scunthorpe versus Crew, Stevenage versus Plymouth. And Swindon versus Port Vale. Right, that is the league summed up. It's FA Cup fourth round weekend. And yeah, we kick things off with the third round replay, which happened on for yesterday night actually. Tramia versus Watford. And it was Tramia Rovers knocking out Watford after extra time to set up a home game against Manchester United. What a, what a reward that is for struggling League One team, Tramia, who put up a brilliant performance against a young... It was a young Watford team. Nigel Pearson had to make 11 changes, considering they played 48 hours before. So, brilliant win for Tramia. Fantastic. Just thoroughly, thoroughly deserving of a place in the fourth round of the FA Cup to play Manchester United and yeah good luck to them really the good luck to them they will play that game on Sunday so make sure you tune in for that that could be a giant killing happening right there um, you got two games tonight in the FA Cup QPR versus Sheffield Wednesday and Northampton versus Derby and we'll go across to the Saturday games in the FA Cup you got Brentford at home to Leicester City Millwall versus Sheffield United West Ham versus West Brom Slavan Bilic going back to the London Stadium uh, Burnley versus Norwich Coventry versus Birmingham Southampton versus Tottenham 
Reading versus Cardiff, Portsmouth versus Barnsley, Newcastle at home to uh, Cole Robinson's Oxford team, who are in good run of form. So that could be a good game there up at St James's Park. Uh, Hull versus Chelsea. And then the three games on Sunday got Manchester City at home to Fulham. And as I said earlier, Tramio got Manchester United at home. And Shrewsbury Town welcome the champions of Europe and the champions elect of the English Premier League. Liverpool are heading to Shrewsbury in what could be a very interesting tie indeed. Liverpool normally use their youngsters in the FA Cup, so a potential shock on the cards there at Shrewsbury. So that'd be interesting to watch on Sunday. But yeah, that is pretty much me done, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Adam is now here. He will take over to discuss all the shocks that happened in the Copa del Rey midweek. So make sure you stay tuned for that. He's also here to discuss La Liga and Segunda for this weekend coming. We'll be back on Tuesday for another episode. And yeah, enjoy FA Cup weekend. We'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in. And yeah, follow us on podfire.com forward slash talk is football and we'll see you next week ya cap a la dreta per Xavi assistència de Xavi més cap a la dreta per Messi 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 immens Messi encara 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 Messi gol 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 with our very own Spanish football expert at Adam La Liga. Another fantastic week in the Copa del Rey with eight La Liga sides being knocked out. So here's the roundup. On Tuesday night, we had Rails Adagossa. The Probably the tie that I expected to be an upset, mostly. Not just because my Oak had to play ridiculously Sunday morning. Um, 11 o'clock our time, midday, in the league at home to Valencia. Yes, they won, midday Spanish time. And then they have to rest, and then fly, and then play on Tuesday at Zaragoza, and it's not easy. Um, plus a relegation battle on the hands. Put a pretty strong team out. They didn't really throw it away, so to speak. But a 3-1 defeat in the end. And I labelled it as that because... Labelled it as possible upset, sorry, because... Mallorca just can't win away. And it's been proven in the Copa del Rey in this tie as well. And out they go. Um, Recreativo, Welver. Home to Osasuna as well. 2-0 up, Welver were. Six around fourteen minutes left. Osasuna two 0 down. Four extra time with a two two draw in inside ninety minutes, and then Nigo Perez nine minutes from time in extra time, and that's that. Osasuna scrape through against the Segunda B team. Sevilla three Levante one. No surprise there. Sevilla progress. Then on Wednesday, we really saw an exciting night. Elshay won, I think the club about one after extra time. Um, Elshay will be kicking themselves here. Three went up in the shootout. 
I thought Elshie had got it. I thought Elshie had put Athletic Club about out. Um, but in the end, they lose 4-5. Athletic Club about very, very lucky. If there was VAR in this round, because VAR comes in in the next round, in the next round onwards, starting next week. Herring, Herring in the goal, Athletic Club about was on, off his line. So with VAR, it would have been retaken. Um, so who knows, I'll share with, with VAR, could have gone through, but it's a particular progress. Ibiza 1, Barcelona 2. Well, there's a lot to divulge on this game, but we'll come back to this one because I want to get through the ties. Badalona in Segunda Bay, forced Granada to extra time, but a 3-1 win in the end for Granada, and they progress. Um. Not the greatest performance by Granada, but it's always difficult on an artificial surface. Girona nil, Villarreal 3. Impressive from Villarreal because I thought he'd be a lot closer than that. Logrones nil, Valencia 1. Valencia just about getting through, really. Maxi Gomez 15 minutes and job done. Uh, Real Sociedad 2, Espanyol nil. Espanyol's team, I said before, it could give an indicate indication of how serious they'll take the Europa League, given that the in La Liga relegation battle, and the team was very very weak for this one, um, and it's no surprise to see them go out, especially away from home. Tenerife coming from behind to beat Real Valladolid as well. I always highlighted this as one of his possible upsets as well. Twenty three minutes to go, Valladolid one 0 up, and in the end they succumbed to a defeat on the islands. And very, very disappointing for Vyderlid. But then again, it's relegation battles that they've got in the league, so they may not lose too much sleep. Unionistas de Salamanca 1, Real Madrid 3. Bit of a scare for Real Madrid here. Um, but it was very, very surreal to see Real Madrid play on a, a pitch with a running track round it. Only holds about three to 4,000 fans. Brilliant, and it's good to see that the Federation... And also Real Madrid refused to let this game get played anywhere else. Um, Gareth Bale taking the lead for Real Madrid, 18 minutes. Romero, 57 minutes, equalised for Salamanca. Then a, a very, very unfortunate own goal. Put Real Madrid back in front five minutes later. And Brahim Diaz in the last minute sealed it. We go back on to Thursday, Ebro nil, Leganes 1. Difficult at times for Leganes, but they got through. Mirandes 2, Celta 1. When I saw the Celta lineup before the match, it did indicate that they wouldn't lose too much sleep when they copper. But even with the team they, they had out, they could have got a result. The performance, dreadful. Like it is a lot, a lot of the times in the league, and that's why they, that's one of the reasons why they're in a relegation battle. Maybe, I mean, yes, they scored 15 minutes from time, in normal time, but Rafinha red card in extra time. And Antonio Sanchez for the Segunda team. Miranda's scored with six minutes left at the time, and Celta are out. Ebar didn't go that week. Still a strong team that they put out in terms of the fact they should have won with that team. But two and a half to 21 minutes, and in the end, 3 1 defeat to Badajoz. Segunda B team knocking out a Primera team. Incredible. Rayo Vallecano 2, Real Betis 2 as well after extra time. Um, and then 4 to 1 penalties for Rayo. So Rayo put Betis out, which is not something I expected. The big one, we'll come to in a minute. 
big, 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 biggest upset of the round, to be honest. But we'll come back to Ibiza, Barcelona. Absolutely incredible night for Ibiza. Obviously, people seeing the scenes online. The DJ set, local DJ and Ibiza fan as well. At the back of the main stand with his disco lights, blue disco lights, and his playing tunes at half time and just as the teams come out and before kickoff when they're warming up even Griezmann was loving it as well just fantastic and Ibiza were absolutely absolutely outstanding I mean it took Barcelona okay so there's no messy PK Busquets in this team but it was still strong enough Griezmann for example the two goals for Barca cost 24 times more than the whole Ibiza squad Barca's budget is 500 times more than Ibiza's um, for Barcelona to take 67 minutes to have a shot on target against Ibiza, a Segunda B team who's only five years old, let's not forget, is absolutely embarrassing. And that first shot in target, by the way, where Rakitic's shot outside the area, comfortably saved. No keeper would have been conceding that. It's a shot on, on target, so we have to call it that. Um, but let's be honest, I wouldn't play. I would. I wouldn't call it one. But seventy-two minutes, Griezmann equalised, and then from there on in, you felt Ibiza were going out. Griezmann scores in the last minute as well, ninety-fourth minute with six minutes added on. No idea where the added time came from, to be honest, because it wasn't six minutes for me. Um, Ibiza soft punch on Langley as well after. They had to disallow go for that. Soft, to be honest. VAR, maybe it's given, I don't know. Um, VAR is a shamble in Spain because we've got crap officials. And then they hit the post in the first half as well with a chance you've just got to score. So it should have been really 2 or 3 up at half time and it wouldn't have been undeserved at all. They more than match Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah, they had so much, so much possession. It doesn't matter. Possession is meaningless unless you do anything with it. Unless you do something with it. And and Barcelona didn't. Yes, they get through, but the way the way they celebrated as well in the last minute. Like they just won a Champions League tie against a big, big elite team. And that just shows you how poor Barcelona this season in terms of this result and performance. And it shows you how how far they've fallen as well. That they're celebrating a goal like that away to a side like Ibiza. Ibiza, a brilliant cut run. The money brought in from this as well, fantastic. They've already sold shirts abroad to places like China and Australia and America. So, not just the money, but the um, it puts the club on the map. And now they're sitting pretty in Segunda, in Segunda Bay. Obviously, winning division, you're still going to the playoffs anyway. Um, but they've just got to try and finish as high as they can. And if they can perform like that in the playoffs come the summer, Ibiza could get up to Zagunda. You never, never know. But size like Ibiza, the cup runs nice for the money, but you don't want to really go too, too far in it. I think they went farther, further, to be honest, than they, they expected. Um, it's the first time in the, um, in the Copa del Rey as well, due to the new format. So well done, Ibiza. You're a credit to yourself. Fans created a great atmosphere. Um, I'm gutted for them. But... You can't fault the effort and performance. They were absolutely outstanding. As for Barcelona, it was like Valverde was back, really. Um, very, very grave concerns if you're a Barcelona fan. And to be honest, 
it wouldn't surprise me, David, if Napoli put them out. They will pay for this in the Champions League. I said that to you after the match. Performances like this against Champions League teams away from home, yeah, you've got a second leg at home. But a Champions League, if you can have five bad minutes, the tie can be changed whether you've got an home leg to come or not. It can be changed. You can be so far behind that you can't um, overturn it. Anyway, the big shock on Thursday night. And there's a big, big fallout to this one. Um, and it's Atleti out. I think this is probably the end for Simeone. It's not going to be a manager that's going to be sacked. We've already seen reports that Burgos, his assistant, is looking to go alone, end the season and leave. He wants to be a manager himself. Um, but yeah, it's a defeat to cultural Leonese in the Segunda Bay. 2-1 away from home. Angel Correa. 62 minutes put them in the lead for Atleti. 1-0, they'll get through. But in the 83rd minute, Leonese equalised and then Sergio Benito with an absolute thunder thunder strike inside the area. 12 minutes from time, dumps Atleti out and thank God because at least we don't want, we have to watch any more games at Atleti in the Copa del Rey this season. Um, I think the time's come to an end for Simeone Atleti and I've said it before on this podcast as well. The team is built is an attacking team. We've seen it in pre-season. The shackles come off and they're very, very attacking and very, very exciting. This team can play. Jal Felix can play. This team is a very, very good team. If you like, if you let the players express themselves, it's the best squad in Atleti's history. It's the best chance they've ever had of getting that La Liga title won again since the last one it. But it won't. He sticks to his defensive shackles. And he won't release them. Don't get me wrong, I like Simeone. I think he's a great coach. That's not the problem here. The problem is that the club, whether Simeone wanted the players or not, I do think he did, don't get me wrong. But he's built, the club, together, have built a team. Not in a Simeone mode, because it's an attacking team. There's, there's, there's no trippier, strange signing for a Simeone side. It's an attacking fullback. It's just... Bonkers, yes, Atleti played poorly. But by one or two, this was their best 11. It's more than good enough. And it could have won, the, the Stein 11 could have won the La Liga game. That it could have. And to lose to Segunda B team, it's a catastrophe. It's an embarrassment. And it signals the end for Simeone, I think. And I think if you're an Atleti fan, and 6,000 did apply to Cotanfield. Um, only 3,000 got tickets. Fair play to him, because I wouldn't bother watching that. I mean, that tie could be over in the first leg now, and it looks a lot different to what it did. I mean, I mean, when I did my predictions midweek for the podcast as well, I didn't really think this was a shock, but when I saw Real Madrid and Barca having struggles on Wednesday night, and I've seen Atleti have played this season, and the tactics, and Simeone the way he is, I started to think this could be an upset, and it is. Um, and you like to talk about budget, Simeone, as well. You spent a lot of money this summer. Okay, so your budget's not the same as Barca, Madrid, you can't compete. You can compete if you actually attack. 1-0 up away to a Segunda B team. You make substitutions and tactical adaptations and changes. And sit back. Rather than go for a second goal against the Segunda B team, you 
All right, Simeone, but I think your time's come to an end. I think it's best for all parties. If Atleti and Simeone's part ways, part ways in the summer, this has to be the end for him. Atleti cannot continue like this. It's as simple as that because it's just going to... I mean, you've already seen... I've already seen Atleti fans last week putting online to sell the season tickets and somewhat in Simeone out as well. So it's already started. But it's just a pathetic performance. But yeah, like back to the budgets thing as well, Simeone. This squad of yours is worth around 400 million euros. Cultural Leonesas is worth just over 2 million euros. So explain budgets to me again, to Mr. Simeone, because I'd love to hear it. Absolute embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment for Atleti. Simeone can take the blame all he wants in press. Bratletti must get rid in the summer. I don't think they'll do it that way. I think it'd be a mutual agreement or Simeone will decide to go himself. There's no way Simeone can have another season at Atleti for me. But then we headed into the draw. Ten Primera sides, four Segunda, B, four Segunda sides and two from Segunda B. So that's basically the third division in Spain. Absolutely incredible. We had the draw this morning as well, as I record on Friday. Cultural Leonesa. Considering Valencia has only just got through 1-0 away to a Segunda B team, the face of Segunda B team again in the side that's knocked Atleti out. So it's Cultural Leonesa at home to Valencia. Could the holders crumble there as well in Lyon? The city of Lyon, not the French city. <laughs> um, Badajoz, Segunda B team as well. We have already knocked out last Palmas and Eibar. Face Granada. Granada again away from home. As they have been all competition, and again, a Segunda B team away, but it's not going to be on an artificial surface. So, that will be interesting. Tricky, but Granada will be looking at being in the quarterfinals, in all honesty. The tie of the round for me that's got me most excited Real Zaragoza, Dome to Real Madrid. Real Zaragoza, a fallen giant, and it's like a good. It's like a great return to the good old days for Real Zaragoza. La, La, La Romareda will be absolutely bouncing for this one. Home to Real Madrid. You never, never know. Cagawal on the team as well. Luis Suarez not from Watford, not Luis Suarez Barca. But um, it'll be a sold out La, 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 La Romareda. Um, it'd be fantastic. It'd be a great, great tie. That There's no guarantee Real Madrid progress from that. But I think they probably will. But you never know in this Copa del Rey. Menendez at home to Sevilla. To be honest, I quite fancy Sevilla in that. They're not going to rest players to the extent that Celta did. Rayo at home to Villarreal. I think Rayo will probably open for a Madrid or Barca to come to town for reward of beating Betis. But again, let's just see what happens in that one. You never know how that close that might be. Um, Tenerife's reward for beating Vidalid. Again, Bit like Rayo, they probably would have been hoping for a bit bigger than Athletic Club of Bell. And they probably been hoping for that dream tie against Real Madrid or Barca. But again, after the difficulties Athletic Club Bell had away in Elche, that will be interesting. Barca home to Laganez. Barca getting a home tie. I think that changes that tie completely. Real Sociedad home to Suna, a bit of a bastard. Real Sociedad should probably progress in that one. So looking at it, I think we could see a very, very strong lineup in the quarterfinals. 
but they'll be played next week. So anybody wanting to travel to that, from a local perspective in Spain, we've only got a few days to book time off work and get tickets and book flights. Fantastic. So we're just going to quick previews for the weekend now of Segunda and La Liga. Cadiz falling off the pace. Big game Friday night home to Racing Santander. Wesker at home to Lugo. Spoin Hion against Friendly Brada. Real Zaragoza at home to New Mancia. And the big one on Saturday as well. Agra, the biggest game of the weekend. The Canary Islands derby. You can watch this. It's live on YouTube. Free, David. I'd try and watch it yourself if you can. Las Palmas at home to Tenerife. 5.15 UK time. Tenerife obviously got a copper tie to prepare for. They played in midweek. But Las Palmas haven't won the derby for a few years, especially at home. Um, so Tenerife are fans of the chances there. Malaga at home to Mirandes. Albacete at home to Depot. Almeria at home to Elche. Alcon at home to Pomfredina. Rayo at home to Extremadura. And Girona at home to Real Oviedo. And then we'll go to La Liga as well. Don't forget, this is the last weekend of the free offering on Sky to channel 435. So all games free this weekend, bar that Valencia-Barca game because of the blackout restrictions in the UK for 3pm UK tanky kickoffs on a Saturday. So Friday night tonight, Osasuna at home to Levante. I think Osasuna will win this one. Wasn't impressed with Levante last weekend whatsoever. And I think Osasuna can win that. Espanyol at home to Athletic Club Val. That'll be really interesting on Saturday. I think Athletic Club Val to go to penalties midweek. I've got another tricky Topa del Rey tie to prepare for as well. I think Espanyol were excellent last week and I think they'll win again. Valencia at home to Barca. No Parejo. Barca playing poorly. But I think they're going to somehow, don't ask me how, but I think Barca will probably just squeeze this one. I can't see them dropping points. But it's Setien's first away game in the Liga. And Barca are away from home, so I never like predicting Barca to win away from home this season. But no Pereo, I think it's a... Danny Pereo, it's a big, big blow for, Bar- for Valencia. I think Barcelona squeeze through that one. Alaves at home to Villarreal. I think Villarreal... Villarreal could nick this, but it could be a draw. I don't see Alaves beating Villarreal. Not after a Spaniel game last week. Villarreal won a bounce back. Sevilla home to Granada. I think Granada having that extra time. I'm not sure how much that's going to affect him. I think it will. I think Sevilla get a narrow win, to be honest, unfortunately. Sunday, Aleti home to Leganes. I think Aleti will win that one. But the crowd reaction to Simeone and the players will be very, very interesting. Celtic at home to Eibar. Massive, massive game down the bottom. Because if Celtic lose this, considering Eibar is 16th, they've got nine points behind Eibar. And potentially have a worse head-to-head record against them as well. Um, I think Celtic will probably win this one. I've just got a feeling that they'll win this one. Itafi at home to Real Betis. Cabrera going to Espanyol is a massive blow. They haven't replaced him yet. Real Betis playing well, but that defeat as well in Madrid against Rayo. They won't turn like playing in Madrid again, especially against another tough team in Atafita. I think this could go either way. But at home, 
I've got to go with Atafi on the board, lass. And then an easy game to predict next because Mallorca don't win away. And the good one, Anoeta. Real Sociedad to win this one. And then to end it on Sunday night, Real Vidalid. Um, to Real Madrid, I think Real Madrid win that one. I really do. Vidalid don't score enough goals. Okay, you can say Real Madrid not exactly firing goals in. But I think they'll win that one. So we'll go through the kickoff times so everybody can watch it. Remember, Channel 435, free on Sky this weekend. 8 o'clock UK time, Friday night, Osasuna home to Levante. 12 o'clock Saturday UK time, Espanol, Athletic Club of Bow. 3 o'clock Valencia Barca, blackout restrictions, so you can't watch that one on Sky. Alaves at home to Villarreal, half past five. Sofia Granada, 8 o'clock. And then Sunday, 11 o'clock, Athletic Leganes. 1 o'clock, Celta Rebar. Itafi Real Betis. Real Sociedad Mallorca. And Real Vidalid, Real Madrid. And the free game on Free Sports, Channel 64 on Freeview. Sunday, 11 o'clock, Athletic Leganes. Um, apologies for the probably low quality on this due to an illness at the minute that I've got. Um, but I wanted to record, especially after the week we in the Copa del Rey. Um, I'm back on Tuesday's podcast to look back at the weekend, happening in my league in Segunda. And obviously, again, preview them exciting midweek Copa del Rey ties. So thanks for listening, guys, and adios. <laughs>